Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Houston Element Podcast. My name is Missy, and I'm your host. And today, I have the lovely pleasure to sit down with another wonderful up-and-coming local artist that has been in the scene, but this is a new project that we're talking about, and we're excited. We have Lori and Michael Hengler. <laughs> that was actually nice. really good. Yeah. Did, I, did I say it right? <laughs> you sure oh. did. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> All right. And they are 24 resting. Awesome. Well, hello, guys. How are you? Great. We love being here with you. You have such a great spirit, and this is fun. Can I can I keep these on or take them off now? You or? can take them off now, honey. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's Mardi Gras. Throw them like beads, baby. All right. <laughs> well, not, not, maybe not throw them like beads, but you know. <laughs> and how are you doing, man? I'm doing really well. Right on, man. Right yeah. on, man. We're loving this weather. This is like heaven to us Houstonians. And I'm milking Christmas right now. Like, I'm like, I'm going to just do Christmas now because watch, in two weeks, it's going to be gone. Yes. You know. Yeah, for real. For real. Same here, man. This weather is fantastic because I am a hot-blooded gal. Yep, me and too. I sweat like a sinner in church. <laughs> so this is just fantastic. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so one by one, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm the singer for 24 Resting. And um, I mean, there's so much to say, but I just, uh, I'm really excited for what for what's happening next. There's just so much to share. So I'm about to explode and just lay it all on there. But let's let's do one by one and see, see what comes up because I'm kind of a fireball. I have a nickname. Um, that's a great thing. I love sharing it. I have a nickname from someone who saw us, you know, when we were doing music in a tent outdoors. He came up afterwards and he was like, you are the Texas Grenade. He's got a thick Nigerian <laughs> accent. He's oh awesome. God. And he calls me the Texas Grenade. And I'm like, yeah, pull that pin. Throw me. <laughs> so that, if that's me in a nutshell, I guess. Small but mighty. I love mm. it. Thanks. I, uh, I'm Michael. I'm the producer for 24 Resting. And I'm the exact opposite. All my, all my <laughs> excitement's on the inside. So... <laughs> Okay, okay. You're the silent but deadly. And she's the, right. I'm going to let you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let you Pretty know. Pretty much. <laughs> Make a great team. Great team. That's fantastic, man. So can you tell us, before we get into your 24 resting project, we were talking off camera how you guys been in the been musicians for years already. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved in music in the first place? Yeah. Um, I was seven the first time I remember, like, really being involved in music and actually writing. So I went into my little closet in my room, and I had a little keyboard, you know, the pre-programmed ones where it's like, it's got music, and it's like, I don't even know the songs. I think there was a Beatles song on there, which I didn't know for years that it was a Beatles song. But I would hear these melodies, and it was instrumental. And so I'm like, well, I got to sing something, so I would make up lyrics and one of them, I was just singing about a bear in a cave. I was just, and the bear is in the cave, and the bear is in the cave. And my mom loved it. And so after that, I think I was 12, and there was a boy down the street who I thought was really cute, and he was all into ACDC and Metallica, and he played guitar. And so I wanted to play guitar to impress him. And so I picked up the guitar and, you know, would play one string at a time. I think the first song I taught myself by ear on the guitar because I didn't have a teacher was, um, uh, Donna, my eyes feel like they're gonna bleed. All just on one string, you know. And then a uh, little after that, a couple of months actually, uh, tragedy struck. 
And my best, best friend, also my great aunt, and passed away. And that was the first death I ever, you know, experienced. And it was horrible. But then there was the acoustic guitar. And so I actually started to write lyrical content and songs, you know, just strumming along and just letting that kind of stuff out for the first time. And then after that, it was just, I like songwriting, acapella, whatever. So that is how I started with music. Yeah. Excellent. And how about yourself, Michael? Uh, around the time that I was like six or seven, um, I was on like a, uh, I guess a road trip with my grandparents and I had never played music before or anything. Um, but they said that whenever I was sleeping, uh, I was like playing guitar, like while I was like sleeping and, um, like I hadn't even played guitar here or anything. Like there's no reason for that. And since then, I've like I kind of felt like I had like a calling towards music. I was always interested in it. I was always listening. And whenever I started uh, middle school, like sixth grade, um, I had a guitar that I never touched, never like was interested in touching, just sitting in my closet. And I was pretty depressed about a few things. And so I picked it up and I started playing. Um, I just looked up on YouTube how to play guitar. And- <laughs> And uh, first song that popped up was uh, one by Metallica, and I didn't know who Metallica was. And so I was just like, all right, we'll try playing this. And I played it, and that evening showed my parents, and they were like, dude, you're playing guitar. And um, ever since then, I, I, I taught myself piano. I joined my school's orchestra and eventually went to college and joined that orchestra for violin and viola, taught myself ukulele and bass. Um, Plays everything. And then started singing, uh, and then I got into production and synth design uh, recently, and it just keeps on growing. Like I, I'm a little obsessive with it. I can't like stop uh, learning music. It's just really interesting to me, and I love doing it. So there is no shame in that. There are worse <laughs> things to be obsessed with in this world, mm-hmm. um, and uh, music is one of like the coolest languages out there. Yeah. And uh, like a language, it has a lot of different dialects we call genres. And so I understand. I've never heard this before, but I love that. I love that. It it is what it is. I'm just been, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you what it is, honey. Okay. All right. Don't prove me wrong because you waste your time. (laughs) All right. So I love that man. I love that man. So can you tell us a little bit about what is the inspiration behind uh, the the name 24 Resting, your lyrics and your style? Uh, I actually came up with the name. Um, I just saw, I think I saw the word rest somewhere and in my head just kind of popped in 24 Resting. I didn't know what it came from. And we were talking about like what we want to do with music and like what's what's our goal here you know like we don't want to just do music we want to do it for a purpose and i know like growing up music was always like my escape from whatever hardship was going on during the time and i know that's the same thing for a lot of people you listen to music that you relate to you want to scream your head off to the lyrics you want to like yeah you know <laughs> Um, and so I wanted to be that for somebody else, you know, I wanted to make music that like talks about, you know, things that people are going through that we're going through that everybody goes through and help people escape. And so to me, the name 24 resting, you know, whenever you're going through these hardships, you're stressed out, you're freaking out and stuff like that. Um, and so when you're listening to music, I just want you to rest, you know, it's like just 24 hours of resting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like whatever rest means for you. For me, it's like that piece to, you know, 
like you said, it just with music, it's it's all these different genres, but music's a language and we just understand it innately. Children understand it, like babies understand it. They hear it and they're just like, you know, or like whatever's going on. It's it's incredible. It's this thing we don't know enough about and we just get to discover. And the rest that comes with that, like the peace, sometimes when you let it out, even if it's aggressive, I know, I know I like to be pretty aggressive if I need to be, you know, just in the car, just behind the wheel and um, safely, safely. And, uh, but yeah, just having that piece uh, as a band, as artists, because there's so much striving, you know, for the things that you want. There's striving to, we got to write the best song or we got to make it. We got to, you know, got to get out there, got to do this stuff. And it's just that process isn't fun. Like it's, it's stressful and that's not what art is. Art is giving a part of yourself away and like being okay with that and watching it grow. And so 24 resting, like that's just kind of a reminder to us too, you know, something that like we want to remember as artists, but we want other people to experience. So I can dig that man. I can dig that man. And very true. You know, you as artists, you're giving away, you know, something very personal to you and you're sharing it with these strangers, you know, and that's why I got into this industry because it's. I just think that is just the most heavy metal thing ever, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, right. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. Mm-hmm. But for life motto. Yes, man. But seriously, thank you guys for sharing your art with us because, like, we need it. Yeah, we need it like oxygen, dude. Yeah, we we need people to show up. Like, I'm gonna talk to the camera. If you are out there and you are an artist. We need you. Like, the world is better because of you. And it, there's nothing—somebody said it's a quote. It's like, there's nothing wise about shrinking back, right? That quote, it's like, when you give and you show up, you're allowing others, and, you, and you're free, you're allowing others to break free. And it's like, you're not even, like, going and unlocking it. You're just giving them something. So, yeah. And that is heavy metal. That's pretty intense. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Like— you know, I've been going to shows since I was 14, you know, and yeah. it's like I've seen all different kinds of shows from Dolly Parton to Ooh, Lady nice. Gaga to Metallica yeah, to yeah. Armand Armuth, you know what I'm saying? Like all <laughs> kinds of things, you know. But, I mean, something that you guys do is like no matter what it is, y'all shake me to the core. Like like I've been in like Antarctica, you know what I'm saying, with your vibe, your energy, your music, your presence, your, your cool. all in all. So, like. Yes. That's cool. Yes. Yeah. And doesn't matter what genre it is, I'm always going to be that one like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah me too, man. Me too. At, at a classic concert, I'll still be the only one. It'll be dead like a pigeon. I'll be like, yeah. Yes. Like, Dude, if we were Start like. a mosh pit or something. Right, right. Like a gentle mosh pit. If you and me, Missy, were like in this stadium, right? And it was like dead silence or something. I feel like if either one of us started that, like, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, that's right. Yes. I'm gonna pick your mic, but but that would be that would be us. I love it. Yeah, good energy, and you would be that way inside. Yes, inside. Yeah. He would be. He would be the silent that that heavy metal guy <laughs> with the the beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> so true. So let's get into that goodness, honey. So you released your first EP called Empty Apartments. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, we we let that one go in October, the very beginning of October. So it's a it's a fresh new EP. Um, yeah, it was um, 
It was so interesting because like during the time we were we were living in like a, a house in spring and we had like a like a little home studio that we like started investing into, started building up and stuff. And um, we were working a lot too at the same time. And it, it was making it very difficult to like actually pursue music. We were trying to like keep that like that like stability, you know, of living in a house. Yeah. And um, during that time, like we just felt like we really were called and we needed to like get out of that situation and be able to just go at music full time. Um, and so what empty apartments represents is like that emptying out like your home and, you know, taking it out. It's like, it just represents our first step, that first leap that we took as a band. Yeah. Yeah. And the song, so it's a, it's a EP based on like one of the songs called empty apartment. And it's funny because that song was written about a loss you know, and, and I was cleaning an apartment out for somebody who had lost someone and they had to move. And, um, it's funny whenever you, when we started pursuing this like full on, we had to lose a lot or in a way die to this lifestyle we were trying to maintain, you know, like, Oh, well we want to have a house and the home studio and we want to have, you know, decorate for the holidays. And we want to, you know, have a place where we come home and relax. And, then on the other side, it's like, but we we want to make music. We want to pursue, you know, what we what we're working to maintain. But it's like the work is interfering with it. So wait, why are why are we doing this? How are we doing this? And he's always said like, there's a tipping point with the scales, you know. In any entrepreneurial kind of endeavor, it's like you have to have that stability, right? Or you're living with your parents, you're saving up money, and you're you're putting this, you know, drip by drip into the scale. But once the scales tip you have to let go of that lightweight, I guess. So so that's what we did. Wow. So it's very symbolic. Wow. I love that. I love that. And yeah, it takes a lot of courage to pursue art in particular, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because uh, it's just, it's an emotional ride for yourself, for your fans. I mean, yeah. 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 Absolutely. But I mean, again, like y'all are like superheroes because you just go out there and you're just like, hey, guess what? Feelings <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and it's just like, like, you know, like wind just gusts, just blowing all over me. And I'm like, all right, I got this. I'm not going anywhere. Oh, dude, I love this. <laughs> I am always going to see that now when we do a show. So we're going to play later tonight down the road, actually. You should come. I need to. You yes. When I'm up there, I am going to imagine, Miss. I'm going to be Captain Marvel, and I'm just going to be like, in my mind, I'm just going to think of you, feelings, and just let it out. <laughs> it's so funny. You know, we love the Marvel series. Like, I've always dug that as a little kid. I was like, man, there's something in this that speaks to me. I would cry at the Avengers movies, like during the battle scene. Oh my God, yeah. And then when I met Michael, we started, he, he introduced me to like the whole series, you know, and we start watching it more. And I was like, dude, I resonate with this so much, just on a personal level. And when we're doing music, we literally dress up as Spider-Man and Captain Marvel, like we did for Halloween and, you know, went and did a show. Because yes. I just, I feel like it is this supernatural experience. And yeah, we're like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's so true. I love that. Oh my god, that's yeah. amazing! I'm yeah. I'm glad I could <laughs> help inspire. <Yeah>. Absolutely, <laughs> and it's it's such a fun way to think about it. It's like you you never know like what these people that are at the show are going through. And like uh, we we did a show recently where 
Yeah, you know, like the bartender there, we, we were talking to him and stuff, and he uh, he doesn't get out ever. It's sleep and work, double mm-hmm. shifts, just trying to like make life work. And he's he's at this venue and stuff, and you know, like he's trying to get entertainment wherever he can, you know. And people always like joke about how the entertainment industry isn't a real job, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know, these people are the same people that come home at five o'clock and like need entertainment yeah. to escape from the stuff that they just had to do throughout the day, and. um we played the we played the show and we we really 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 gave it everything we had and after the show the bartender was thanking us and like like just you you can tell whenever it, it just means a lot to somebody to be able to have an escape just for a moment that you take them out of their situation or their life and and that felt really good yeah and and maybe you don't even escape like escapism has been frowned upon it's like you and your escapism i'm just going to be real but maybe they're not escaping. Maybe they're going somewhere that is more real than we realize. You know, maybe we're actually taking them somewhere that they want to be. That's not escaping. That's yeah. destination, <laughs> you know? Facts. Yeah. yeah. Facts. Okay. I don't go to shows to escape. I go to shows to get to get help. Okay. <laughs> that's, yeah. the, that's my clinic. That's my hospital. Okay. Yes. I need a check-in. That's your church. Okay. Preach. Yes. Okay. I need a couple cc's of some heavy metal <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. with with a side of some pop, you know, and oh, throw yeah. some little reggae in there. Okay. And at three o'clock, remember to play Metallica. Thank you. Like <laughs> Music is medicine. Yeah. It is. It yeah. is. I mean, uh, a couple years ago, I saw a video of a gentleman that had Parkinson's and he had a house nurse. And uh, he had the wristband on around his waist so she could help maneuver him around. The minute she played music, this man started dancing with her. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I you know what I'm saying? Send me but, that you know, video. Yeah. But, you know, real life. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So yeah. what y'all do, don't stop. Yeah. Because you just never know. And yeah. that is beautiful that you were able to actually get that feedback from somebody that mm. they have. Because some people are like. I don't want to say nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And I don't care. Y'all can y'all can hang. If y'all can't hang, go somewhere else. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We're sharing feelings. Okay. All right. Yes. Okay. This is the house of music. Okay. Get with it, baby. <laughs> so, what was the creating and the recording process like for this album? Oh man, um, it's a trip. Yeah. Uh, so. My my favorite inspiration right now, because I obviously like I I was raised like listening to the Beatles, Eric Clapton, and all this older style music. But I had to like you know start learning about newer artists too, regardless of being an old soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my favorite inspiration right now is actually Ed Sheeran. Like just his story. He was like he went homeless for a year to make it in music, and he he uh, worked for it like big time. And he said. Um, he was talking about songwriting and production. And he said that like doing that, I mean, obviously is a skill and starting it out, it's like um, opening a dirty tap. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, you, you go up to the tap and you open it up and dirty, crummy water starts pouring out. <laughs> yeah, and it's all yeah. sloppy and slushy. And then <laughs> you leave it running for a while and eventually you get this clean, nice yeah. pristine water. And mm-hmm. every once in a while you might get a little like more dirt and then keeps on coming out clean. And, so yeah. like songwriting production, it's the same thing. You you gotta keep on doing it. First, you're gonna suck. Like it's gonna be bad. Yeah. And and it was. <laughs> I have I have my laptop. Uh, I always take it with me. Um, and there's probably two hundred something just instrumentals that I've made. Uh, 
just yeah. in the past year um, that I have on it. We'll take those and we'll write a song song from those. And during that first CP, we wrote probably 20 to 30 different songs. And then from those, we picked the five that we picked. And some of the songs we wrote were terrible, like oh, awful. Man. When we listen back in the moment, we're like, this is good. <laughs> wow. And now we're like, Ooh, and yeah, that's not gonna make it. It's that same thing. And it's it's just an interesting experience to like realize, oh wow, these people they're not they're not born with it. You you yeah. work at it and you get better at yeah. it and and you know, you start from somewhere and it's just it was it was a trip to just like realize that. Yeah. So, so it, it actually started when we were at you know, in that we had our studio and when we could get to it, when we had the time after work, you know, or our day off to get to the studio. That's when it started with these these different songs that we were coming out with and then so for six months we we dropped the house and everything like we we don't have a house right now our stuff's in storage so it's really fun um but we lived for six months with a friend and we we're just renting out a room and so that room was our studio that was our you know our bedroom our, our kitchen, kitchen our dining room <laughs> and um in those six months like things were so real because we had taken that step and so that's when all these you know, more authentic songs started coming out. And um, I kind of had a blank moment just now. You were saying something <laughs> about, oh, the tap water. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and during that time, I had a dream where like this, I went to the bathroom and I turned on the water and it was just like, just all coming out. And I was like, oh shoot. And I turned it back the other way and it was, didn't turn off. So I did the other one just coming out and I was like, Michael, Michael. And then I went down to like shut the water valve off and it's just still, now it's coming out of the the pipes and stuff too. It's just water's gushing out. I woke up and I was like, this is the moment. Like our, cause we were just songs were coming out. We would do a song at least once a week. Kind of like he was telling me about the Beatles would write a song at least once a week. And so we, we tried that standard and I was like, dude, our dirty tap water, it's getting clean. <laughs> and we got some really good songs out of it. So. Yeah. And songs that aren't on this EP, they're going to be on the next one. And those oh, yeah. are even better. Like, it's cleaner. Oh, yeah. No, we, we had like, uh, we have like, had like 10 songs that we, we really wanted to release, but we're doing EPs and you can't, can't release 10 songs on an EP and expect it to still be called an EP. <laughs> right. So right. We, we split it up, but we have so much to like, to show people. Ooh, I'm excited. And I really like your metaphor about the sink water. That is... Engineers, producers, y'all need to take notes right now because this man right here, he's drawing you a map like Fisher Price, like anyone can read it. You know, anybody can read it. Okay. Even if you don't read, you can read this map. Okay. Because that is the 100% T. Um, my mixes before, man, oh my God, it was just straight boo boo water. It was, mm-hmm. and I, was, I released it. I'm like, Melissa, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Only close family and friends were like, Good job. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> Bless your heart. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you sure did. <laughs> but now I'm like, oh my God, I can actually see through the water. Holy yeah. crap. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's you're something you're proud things of. you never heard before. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. And now when I see a little chunk of dirt in my water, I'm like, you better get out of there. Who, right? who invited you to the party? Yep. Nobody. <laughs> right. Out of here. Oh my goodness. I understand the struggle, but mm-hmm. that's so rewarding uh, to when you're finally, you know, at that moment where you see the progress, you're like, yes, yeah. seriously. And the best part is that that next high, like that, that standard, the roof is now the floor. Mm-hmm. And you're like, woo, level up, ding, ding, ding. Like, 
it's just it it gets yeah. better and you're like whoa my last favorite song we released is nothing like like I love this one now and it's just yeah. like these fresh 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 songs like what you thought was your best becomes your worst yeah and it's just yeah. this ladder you keep on climbing it's crazy keep going keep climbing keep letting that water run <laughs> keep releasing keep creating keep doing because it's fun Lori Hangler 24sing <laughs> <laughs> like seriously get your notepads get your iPhones take now down these notes okay hide your kids hide your <laughs> <laughs> more or less bring them outside because we're sharing yeah. gold today good yeah. lord so what sort of elements were important to you to have uh, in this EP like uh, any kind of specific uh, techniques or effects mm. uh, for me vocally the most important thing was authenticity so, because I come from like an acting background, I want to be an actress, still do. I am. I just, I just am. So I wanted to, I did musical theater. And so with musical theater, it's like out of the fingertips into the auditorium, you know, like it, it's got to go everywhere. And so then I did film acting for a little bit and it was like right here in the eyes. See the wheels turn, you know, like very, and it had to be authentic because the camera, it, it picks up everything. It picks up the truth. It picks up, you know, if you're, if you're faking it. And music's the same way. The microphone is the same way. So when you're performing, you know, with just your acoustic guitar to a mic, live, little open mic stuff, you you do give a lot extra. But in the studio, it's very different. And so for me, that was and still is kind of like where I have to just be like, okay, this is how I feel. And it's enough. And it's real. And so that was the most important element in the vocals was just to be, uh, to not try. And it's, and he knows me so well because he's my producer. He's our producer. He's, you know, he helps me with vocals. He helps me with lyrics. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's, it's just constantly revealing more and more in a, in a more pure way, just, just where you're at in an honest way. And because the things that, I sing that are honest and that I wasn't even, when I wasn't even trying, I'm like, oh, that sounds best. That sounds really good. Let's keep it. Yeah. Um, that, that's, you know, it, it's a little, it's a little cliche, but it's true whenever people say that, like, if you're honest, like nobody can say anything about it. Like I see, like, there's people, like we're in the pop world right now, right? That's, that's a dangerous world to be in because it's like so many people think they understand pop and try to do it, but it, it does not come out well at all um, because it's it's not as easy as it looks on the outside. It's very digestible, but it's not easy to make. And whenever you're doing like pop and stuff and like people like will, would come up to you and be like, uh, why aren't you doing rock or why aren't you doing this or why aren't you doing that? You know, like you're so like much better than this. I'm like, but I'm being honest. I'm being real, you know, um, there's nothing that you can like. Like you can't, like if we were being fake, it's like, oh, well, you guys are being so fake right now. Like I know, like I see right through you. And because we're being so honest, you can't. So. Oh, we could talk forever about people not being able to handle the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it don't bite. It don't sting. Well, if it stings, it's because you're guilty. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But yeah, don't don't apologize for being honest and authentic because yeah. that's what people like me are like craving. OK, we are those little 
crack kids in the alley. They're like, hey, man, you got some music? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's all. I, I don't want the dope. I was like, hey, man, you got some new singles out? Hey, what's up with that EP, man? Like, seriously, okay? Because, like, nothing gives me better feeling than music. Yeah. So, Absolutely. And whether, you know, like that video long ago, that lady just freestyle talking about sitting on toilet. Oh sitting my on toilet. gosh! Did you what? ever see that? I did not see that. You didn't see sitting what? on a toilet. Oh, oh my god! I saw it because someone sent it to me. I would not. I don't know. Yeah. No, as silly as it was, she was just 100 percent having fun, yeah. being her authentic self. And I'm like, you go, girl. Yeah. <laughs> sitting on toilet. Sitting on toilet. She's like, just doing what she's doing. And it works. Like the people who try to do like pop media, pop culture, and stuff, and they're not being honest. They don't see the light of day ever. Yeah. No. Like, no. Yeah. Uh, same like, you know, almost like with the rap genre. Everybody thinks, oh, well, you know, I got a good flow. I can rap. No, we can tell when yeah. it's not authentic. When you don't, it, how can you sell something you won't buy? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. You know? So, and I mean, I'll buy anything if you give me the feels, man. Okay. Cause I'm a little crackhead for music. I'm like, yep. Please. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I think it's cause we live in like a world where the truth is filtered. Like, like literally filtered out, like mm-hmm. what you look like. And there's things that you don't, you don't glamorize because life is kind of dirty. Right. So I don't glamorize the dirty, like I don't put pictures of dirty socks, you know what I mean? Right. So anything that's authentic, it needs to be portrayed authentically. You know, that would be feelings because feelings aren't like, they're not wrong for having them. You're not wrong for being angry. You're not wrong for being happy or whatever, but it's like, like you said, like trying to be like relatable. It's kind of like that weird businessman. He's like, eye contact. Hey, how are you? Good day. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy to see you. Wow. You look amazing. Would you like to buy my product? You know? And it's like, no, get out of here. Those dudes at the mall. Oh my God. You're so beautiful. You know, like, please leave me alone. I don't want to buy it. I'll come to you. Yeah. And there's an effortlessness about, you know, just, just putting the truth out there. So. Yeah. 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 You know, Hey, that's why I got a small circle. Some people just don't like the truth. And that's okay. You know, your prerogative, it's your right as an American, I guess. But I don't know. Mm. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. But. <laughs> so how did you guys decide on the arrangement for the album? Since you said you, know, you had a lot of songs that you wanted, but you had specific ones you wanted to put now. Do you mean like order of the songs? Or? The order of the songs, okay. yes. Yeah. Um, man. So we, we had a lot of songs that we were that we were writing and the thing about that is like you also have like while you're experimenting in that early phase you have so many different styles that are coming out too mm-hmm. you know and it's like well what is me and what is like i'm like am i trying to be the chain smokers here or am i trying to be 24 resting here you know yeah and there there was just something about one the the song choices uh just lyrically that really resonated with me with what our situation was and what we believed in um and then order wise it it kind of ended up being a timeline of like how we got to the point of emptying out our apartment it's it's um it starts off with blue moon which is a song about like having a friend where every single time you hang out with them something crazy happens you know like that phrase everyone's in a blue moon it's like whenever you hang out with them it's always a blue moon um, crazy good mostly but you know going into In My Veins which is a song you know about mental health and uh, just kind of struggling with ideas of what am I and like what do I do and like what's right what's wrong and stuff like that going out into 
um, Take It Slow, which is uh, kind of like a wedding song and um, just uh, companionship into Empty Apartment, which is that decision of like, you know, like the message that we're portraying here is in you know, a lot of people wait until they're, you know, older before they start living their dreams. And they realize that they regretted trying to do all this other stuff. Um, and so it's just like a timeline of like how we made it to where we are now. And the second EP, whenever it comes out, will be a timeline from what our journey's been like. Excellent. And there's a bonus track on there called uh, Shoe Man. Yeah. So that was just yeah. a track we had to put in on on the EP for yeah, Michael's we grandfather. Wrote that in what year was it? 2018? 2020. 2020? Yeah. Oh wow. Um we yeah. wrote that in like a day. In wow. in Nebraska and it, it was um yeah, it was in honor of my grandfather who passed away that year and um it just it needed to be on there. We actually didn't even have a guitar. We did the guitar app thing. Oh yeah, we Where, um, to write it. We didn't yeah. have an acoustic to play, so I downloaded an app and I was like, "All right, so this chord, this chord." Because I heard it, I was like, "I gotta write a song." You know, the the service is tomorrow, and yeah. I hear these lyrics, and I was just listening to everybody talk about this man. I was like, "Wow, oh, let's wow. do it!" So then we went to a pawn shop, borrowed a guitar, and yeah, it was cool. Great yeah. little town in Nebraska. Was it Lincoln? Uh, yeah, yeah, really yeah. cool. Oh, wow. Well, my condolences to both of you for for your losses. May they rest in peace, you know. Yeah, he was a great, great guy. I got to meet Michael's grandfather, and I saw where Michael gets a lot of his hard work from. So Yeah, he built his own house, like not hired somebody to build it. He asked asked to borrow tools from friends and built his own house from the ground up. And um, uh, it it was an amazing, like, right off of a river and a lake, like a cottage just getaway kind of place wow if i had the smarts i would do it you know what i'm saying but i know there's a lot more than just putting you know nails in wood and just hanging it up no no yeah (laughs) so wow kudos to him because yeah a lot of math Mm. a lot of math a lot of preciseness wow and he kept all his fingers in the midst of doing it wow bless him (laughs) talented talented man absolutely and so you both play guitar for the band so do you guys have different techniques that you like to use to play or do you have different tools like pedals, DIs that you prefer to use for uh, recording or performances? So like I said, I was self-taught with piano and guitar and I only play those instruments so that I can songwrite, so that I can sing or, you know, I'm never going to learn flute because I can't like, unless I can do that to where like, like the side of my mouth, I can talk and play a wind instrument. Um, but so for me, the only answer that I have is that I use the guitar when I can't be authentic. Mm-hmm. So Michael will have the, you know, the song, we're writing lyrics for it, and it's like the bare bones of the production, and I'm writing lyrics. And if I just, if I can't get there, I'll be like, hey, give me the chord progression, let me go sit by myself, and then I'll sit there. And that's exactly what we did on um, In My Veins. And it's just like, there's something about me and the guitar just by myself where I'm like, raw. Because I've done that so much as therapy, where I'm like, I don't, and the best lyrics come out when I won't remember them. Like when I'm not recording, you know what I mean? And I'm like, they went to the one that they were for. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. I'm fine with that. Um, so that's, if, I, if I'm working on a song and I can't, I'll just go play the guitar and get that authenticity. And that's, so the, the second verse of In My Veins, it was saying, you know, um, I'm sorry. I know I'm bringing you down, but could you keep me around today? I'm hard. I'm, I'm hardly breathing, but you'll be my air. Just tell me you'll still be there for me. And, uh, cause that song is about mental health. 
And that one is something that everybody struggles with. And I was going through a really, really tough, like two days. And it's so funny, we still wrote the song in the midst of that. And I'm so glad that we did, because usually if I have, you know, if there's some kind of crisis going on, I'm just like, look, I can't do this. And it's ruined. And that's what sucks about like these, it's almost like these demons come in and just destroy everything. It's like, you don't talk to your friend, it takes from you. But it, I was determined, I looked at Michael, he's like, hey, it's okay. And I was like, no, 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 we're doing that song today. We're doing it, I don't care. You know, I was a little more together, but I was like, I'm gonna take this and make something. And I'm, I love that song so much. So That's my technique with guitar. You have a much more technical answer, I'm sure. Uh, well, it's it's awesome because it's like where we complete like the what the other one doesn't have. Like I'm always the exact opposite. Like I sing, but it's mostly just to help out for like different like parts of the song, like layering and things, harmonies and things like that. Um, but guitar is like where my soul is. It's, that's where I started. Um, and I am actually a, a little unusual compared to most guitarists. Most guitarists are like crazy about gear. Like it's, I got to have the tube amp. I got to have the authentic boutique pedals. I got to have the $1,500 custom shop guitar. I got to have all of this stuff. And I'm like, you know, uh, I, I've heard like blues guitarists play through like Ozzy Osbourne, like Zach Wilde's guitarist uh, rig, like a metal rig. And it still sounds like them. I've heard them play through an acoustic guitar. And it still sounds like them. And I'm like, most of the sound comes from the guitarist itself. So whenever I'm thinking of gear and stuff, I'm like, okay, how can I make the setup process, especially for live, as streamlined, quick, and easy as possible? You know, that's that's why actually picks matter to me. Because if I'm fighting a pick the entire time, I'm not focusing on a performance. And so I want to make everything gear-wise as quick and easy as possible so that way I can really give the audience everything that I have. Because um, I don't want to give my gear everything that I have, you know? So What's I, that thing you say about uh, he hates this compliment because it's not oh, really a compliment? Uh, <laughs> I get all the time, uh, that's such a beautiful guitar. Like, it sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like... Okay, so the guitar that I use is, um, style-wise, it's a guitar that I've always wanted. It's like a red, semi-hollow, kind of like classic-looking guitar, like a BB King kind of guitar. And, like, I really like how it looks, but it's a budget guitar. Like, and actually, most people don't like the way it sounds because they said it's, like, it's too dark, the wiring is wrong in it, there's too many problems, or, like, with the tone or whatever. And I'm like, just slap an EQ on it, it's fine. Um, like, oh, you, you can make it sound good, you know? Uh and I, I don't like it because it's like, no, this is this is the guitarist. This is his soul he's giving you. You know, it's the guitar has nothing to do with it. Yeah, he'll um, say like, it's just like it's just a guitar. Yeah, there, there's it doesn't a, do anything on its own. There's <laughs> it's a, just a tool. There was a violinist I was watching. Um, he was really funny. He was told by a fan. It was like that because he has like this vintage Stradivari like violin or whatever, and. They were like, that's such a beautiful guitar or beautiful violin. I wish I had that violin. And he was like, I don't really hear anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, I have like a little, um, I have a Strymon Iridium, uh, which is like just an amp in my cab, just so that way I can plug straight into a PA. Um, I think I put like my own IR on there. I just had it on a computer. I just threw it on. Just I got kind of like a jank tone with it. Like I like really janky, garbagey kind of sounding tones mm -hmm. because it like it sounds cool to me. Um, and then 
I have a uh, a clean boost pedal. My favorite clean boost pedal is the Keeley Katana Clean Boost, and it's like the mini version of it. Uh, it just kind of helps the guitar like cut through the mix so that way you can hear it like over drums and bass and stuff uh, and synth. And then I have an HX Effects, which handles like reverb and stuff. And then I'm also a producer. So during the show, I'm, I'm playing, like I have drums going, I have sound effects, samples, loops, everything. And just like all at once. And I'm like tap dancing oh, to like, <laughs> to get it, to get it to, um, like, you know, it's the simplest way that I could figure it out because otherwise I have to use my hands or go back and forth between something. And I figure, well, if I can just stomp and keep on playing, then, then it's fine. So I have a Boss RC 600, which is like, has like six looper pedals at once that you can kind of control individually. And so it gives me a lot of flexibility with like making the show like sound really, really big at full, really easily. Um, so that's what I use. Oh, bless your heart. So you kind of mix in while you're trying to play. Oh, my God. I'm uh, I, I'm the rest of the band. He's the band. I'm the vocalist. Like, I'm a karaoke singer. Is oh, how it seems, goodness. you know. He's just, he's incredible. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And karaoke singers can't, can't, can't well like that. <laughs> but I like that you mentioned that. It's like, and it's very true. It's like the guitar, uh, you know, the violin, whatever it is, it's nothing without the person. Yeah. The person has a talent, okay? The the instrument might have craftsmanship, but you know what that craftsmanship is only good for? A good instrumentalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could hold a weight in my hand, and it's not going to really give me muscles unless I start doing right? it. Exactly, which which is actually my like advice to guitarists, because I, I spent a lot of years uh, struggling with it, and I, almost every guitarist struggles with this, and it's... The gear doesn't matter. You're not yeah. going to sound better by spending $1,000 on your amp. That's not yeah. the problem. No. The problem is the time and effort and practice that you have into actually playing the instrument. And there's no way around that. Yeah. Nothing can stop that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not nearly as good at, or a professional musician as y'all are. You know what I'm saying? I barely took a basic level one class of guitar and piano okay oh, but you play? That's cool. i do play a little bit yes because as a when i got into sound engineering it was important for me to understand what is a musician try to be in y'all's shoes nice. you know what i'm saying it's like understand what is your expectation your frustration your your wants during sound check during performance during you know like y'all work so hard on your performances and then for the sound engineer to be like eh, I don't care, whatever. no don't do that yeah. you know so I wanted to learn at least fundamentals, you know, and also for ear training. It's like, how do I know if a guitar is yeah. out of tune or if the, the instrumentalist is just not feeling it, you know? Wow. Hmm. So Thank God for people like you. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> what I noticed is that, you know, y'all's instruments is an extension of your body. It, like, it is your soul. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's like, it, it's it's kind of like your boo. You know, you yeah. you, you want to treat her nice. That's you want to put put nice hands. Don't be rough with her. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't throw her around, okay? Right. Take her out once in a while to a gig, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, do a nice um, gig. You know, um, show her off to everybody because you're proud of her. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So for someone to be oh, like, oh, wow. Oh, that's me. Mm. Well, you know, I'm just chopped liver, I guess. You know, this. Right. That, it's like saying your hand is great, but not the rest of you. Like, right. no. It's the same with vocals, but in the opposite way, right? So most vocalists, they have this on the inside. They have the soul down, but the instrument, which is them, yes. it's just not tuned. It, you know, like oh, it's, yeah. it's I've, the human voice is created to sing. Yes. But you just have to, you know, 
tune tighten stretch. yeah that's the thing with vocalists right. is like everybody's like like they almost get dismissed because people are like oh well you're born as a good singer right i'm like no if you heard christina aguilera when she was starting out she probably sounded like yeah. absolute trash yeah you you train that anybody can like be a singer like, yeah now there are exceptions though we of all we yeah. all know Whitney Houston. Like, yeah. there are exceptions. Or like, um, I, Jennifer, what is her name from Dreamgirls? Oh, yes. Jennifer, not, is it Lawrence? No, that's the actress. No. Like the... Jen, oh, uh, Hudson. Jennifer Hudson. Hudson. Yes. Yeah, so she said she never warms up. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's always prodigies. But like, yeah. if you, uh, Ed Sheeran, again, huge inspiration, has a recording on his phone of him singing when he was like, 16 mm -hmm. and he always does this because it sounded awful yeah. he was so out of tune like it, it the song was called i'm addicted to your love and he like plays it for everybody and it sounds like a dying cat like oh my god he says that because he's like hey if you want to sing keep at it yeah like, keep on going yeah no very true the vocalist you are a walking instrument you know what i'm yep. saying and we're not divas no we just like Please don't smoke around me. I have an allergy. Like, it'll mess up my throat, you know? Or, like, I can't talk really loud with you before the show because as much as I want to, I have to remember, like, this is my instrument, at least, you know, tonight. And then it's not that I have to get eight hours of sleep to function. It's that my voice is a muscle, and I need those things warmed up and stuff. So yeah, You're an athlete. I'm an athlete. I'm yeah. a vocal athlete. Yes. I'm working on that. <laughs> and what Buff vocals. Yes. Six-pack. I just imagine like a six pack. Six oh my god! Oh my god! Please do a little just paint instead you know? of the dragon yes. tattoo. I'll get the, the six pack abs right here. <laughs> Ridiculous! Oh my god! But in henna, so that it goes away. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, of course. So, do you do any kind of uh? Yes. So, uh, oh, well, we're going to get to that anyways, but I'm asking now. I don't care. Anyways, so do y'all do any kind of specific rehearsal techniques, like especially for your voice, for your mm -hmm. instruments? Yeah, rehearsal techniques. Uh, mm -hmm. One, I don't like, because rehearsals can go for hours. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't sing it full out. Sometimes I'll even like hear like the recorded version and I'll just, or really low. Or I won't, you know, or I will be mic'd, but like very soft. So I don't full out sing. It's more rehearsal is more of, um, I mean, once you get the parts down, for me, it's more of a performance rehearsal. So I, I practice in front of a mirror, practice my moves. And I'm like, does this actually work? You know what I mean? Like I, I do enough rehearsal to where the moves that I want to do at that time, like if it's with the track, it's like, boom, boom. And I want to do something to emphasize that because it's visual, you know? Um, I'll practice that. But then everything else in between is like, how can I freely express and not judge myself? So I really, really focus on the shoes I'm wearing. I will put those on with like a workout outfit, you know, just to make sure I can do some jumps and whatever it is that I want to do. If I'm like squatting and stretching my leg, I like can't do that in heels or maybe I can if I practice more. So that's about as much as I, I practice vocally and then just movement. And then of course, like okay, are we going to have in-ears? Is the string going to be here? Because it's totally different when you actually go perform. And there's so much that could happen. You want to be well rehearsed to where even if it happens, you what you've rehearsed is done. It's second nature. Oh, yeah. I have um, I have in-ears on like uh, whenever I'm performing and I have a click track going through like a metronome just to make sure I'm um, everything's in sync. 
and the last show we did, I accidentally stepped on the cable that was on my cook track, <laughs> and it came out on like the worst possible yeah, yeah, the part. Yeah, like, like to where I'm not like there's nothing, no drums or anything yeah. to give me a cue or anything, and so I, I have a little flashing thing on my board. I had to follow the metronome on that. Like, but if I wasn't rehearsed, that would have fallen apart. Yeah. Quick. You know. And that kind of stuff will happen. Like our first, one of our first performances, like people didn't show up with drumsticks. Oh, Chords yeah. <laughs> were wrong. Like the the cables, we were so nervous. It was our very first show. And it's like, especially the first show, it always goes wrong. But then you're like, okay, we're out of the woods. It's good. Yeah, Can't get worse. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, Oh, do I know how yep. many things can go happen in live sound when you prepare for everything. You yeah. literally prepare for fire to fall from the sky and then it rains. And you're like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Burns the umbrella. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. And everyone's like, cover the lights, cover the PA. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. ah, don't worry about video, but cover everything. <laughs> no, not, not really. Cut, protect your gear, y'all. <laughs> yeah. So this is a kind of a hot topic. So some people can argue that being an artist, whether you're a musician, painter, or whatever, is not always the safest, I love this. you know, mm -hmm. uh, career path. But fortunately for you guys, you already have family dynamics and you have band family dynamics. So y'all. So what advice would you give to other artists that have fear of pursuing their dreams for one reason or another? Uh, for the people who are thinking that it's better to play it safe. How is that working out for you? <laughs> um, like, no, it's, it's so, that, that is a very hot topic and it's a very good question. Um, the, because like what we're doing right now, it's like, I mean, yeah, people think that we're crazy. Like, I mean, we we, oh, have yeah. a, we, we don't have a house right now. We have no, like, <laughs> we, we, we don't know where we're going to be living next month. Yeah. And, you know, um, and it, it's a, it's a crazy lifestyle, but I've also like, I've have, I have parents that were in the oil and gas industry in Houston that lost jobs multiple times due to things that were not their fault. You know, like either company goes bankrupt or um, like an accident happens on a rig and so management has to be to blame or something like that, you know? Um, and it's, there, there is no safety net. There's nothing that you can do that's absolutely safe, you know? And, and music's included in that. And my only thing is like, if you have that de determination that like raw, just like, I need to do this. I want to do this. This is my passion. This is what I have to do. And you got to do that. You got to take that jump and that leap because you're not going to be happy with anything yeah. else. I've seen so many retired people who finally start doing their dream and then they regret it because it's like, I wish I was doing this when I was so much younger. Like yeah. I, w I would be so much further along and like, don't, don't live re regret. You, you, you have like this one time on earth, like, do your passion. Yeah. You know, safety is nothing. Like, there is no safety. So. Yeah. And I just add to that, like, you have a responsibility to those things. And, like, the excuse is always the responsibilities. Like, well, I've got a payment on a house. I've got the, I can't do that. And it's like, well, yeah, but you chose that. You chose those things over following that passion or that, that dream that you had. And so you have to take ownership of that. You have to take ownership of like, I'm making choices, everything. Like whether it is having a family and yes, we have a family dynamic, which is awesome. A lot of people would not be able to handle that. Like one thing when we were dating, he was like, look, a lot of musicians, they say just don't get involved. And that was his rule too. It was like no dating in the band. And like, we had just met. And so I was just kind of in my mind, like, 
okay, I mean, hey, if the drummer's cute, I'm looking. You know what I mean? And then I always wanted to marry a guitarist, so that happened. But um, so we do have that dynamic down to where we've we've worked through the whole being together all the time, working as bandmates, but also, you know, as a couple. And so you you just, it's like with any other relationship, you just learn like, what is your job and what is my job? So when we do live shows, you know, he's setting up all this stuff. You know, I'll plug in my, I'll take care of my stuff. I'll plug in my mic, plug in my guitar. Um, but I'm more so like aesthetic and like connecting with the person. Hey, you know, this is great. We love the sound. Like, you know, hey, vocal check, whatever. Oh, let's move that wire. I'm just, I'm kind of, I don't know. That's my strength, just the aesthetic visual. And then he's got the technical side down. Um, so we do have the dynamic to to be able to spend time together and the victories and the challenges. Um, but but I was saying about like you've you've chosen the lifestyle that you that you have, and it's like, did you do you want these things more than doing what you feel like you should be doing? Do you want to live with the regret? And something that I love, it's like, I don't know who said it, but it, maybe it was Jim Carrey. It was like, you know, I might fail at this, mm-hmm. but I might succeed. That was Jim Carrey. Or like, how's that going to work? And it's like, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. Well, uh, he said, um, he said, you can fail at anything. So why not take the risk of failing at what you love to do? Yeah. 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 And also, like you were saying with like jobs, you know, job security is not a thing. I'm just going to say it's not a thing. It's this false insurance, you know, and it, life is just wild. We are wild. We're humans, you know, like we we don't, we're not supposed to be in these systems. Like it's great to create, like you have to have order, you know, and like the universe has order, but we're not plastic and we're not robots. So you can't just input what we're supposed to do. You're wild. You, there's something when you deny that of yourself, you're not living. And another thing that I love, I heard recently is about truth. It's like, if you, if you live your truth, if you say the truth, the rest, you just leave it. And that's the adventure. Cause it doesn't, it's not in your control. What happens? You just did your truth. But if you're not living your truth, you're not living because you're living someone else's life and it's not yours. So Yeah, if you're going to get salty about doing something wrong, at least be salty about doing something wrong while you're having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> kids kids get their hands messy and paint the wall, yeah. you know? Yeah. You can clean and, it up. Yeah, and, and they look like they're having a blast doing it, right. you know? So, yeah. The one thing you can't ba- get back is time. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's so, right. If uh, uh, We were told recently if, um, if money's the problem, it's not a problem. Yeah. You can't always get more money. You can't yeah. always get more time. Yeah. 100%. One hundred percent. I think we're inspiring some people today. <laughs> if that's you, raise your hand. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have performed some shows this year, including Darwin's Pub. So how has your experience been performing since the release of your new EP? It's been really fun. Like I said, we are, I'm about to burst. We both are. And every time we get up on the stage, it's like, all right, like you said, we just, we just blow up. And what was it? Feelings. <laughs> so it's been like that. And their response every time has been great. You know, um, we've had some mishaps where shows don't start on time, whatever. But the connection with people has just been so, so exciting, especially after COVID and like people not meeting each other in public. It's been really awesome just to meet musicians. Everybody's so cool. Their stories are all so different too, you know? And then just, um, yeah, just expressing in front of people and just having eye contact, you know, and, and 
a connection with somebody when you're singing, people get a little weirded out. It's mm. I've seen some responses that I'll make eye contact and then they immediately look away. You know, like, oh, I'm not interested. But then afterwards, you're like, that was amazing. Or I'm like singing, right? There's a dude really close. And he's like res- refusing to make eye contact and just looking right like next to me, just stoic the whole time. And then after it was like, that was so good. Can I get your Instagram? Like, you know, like all talkative. So you just, you never know, you know, don't judge, mm-hmm. don't judge the crowd. Just do your thing. It's been exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, man. Um, and there's also like, Houston is so underrated whenever it comes to like music. Um, like we've seen just, uh, especially at like open mics, like people who are like, not really um, like, going out and trying to do shows but they just love music yes like there are so many people like that and that have some serious talent like songwriting ability singing ability playing ability and it's it's really just a pleasure to be able to like meet all these different people yeah agreed agreed i mean if you ask me do i regret spending money to go to a show gas time whatever no yeah. No, not yeah. not not even on the ones that rained out. I'm still because you know <laughs> uh, I went to a festival years ago and you know a part of it got rained out. You know, so we had to go underneath the overpass of the grounds and wait before they allowed us to get back on. And I was joking. I was like, guys, instead of getting teardrops, I'm gonna get music notes for every band I miss on the side of my. T- <laughs> 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 um, like you know, it doesn't matter. Even when something bad, unexpected happens, you're just like, I really love what I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And so do you guys have any more shows planned for 2023? We do. We are So we're touring this EP, and then the next EP is going to come out really soon, which we're going to share one song from it. Um, that's going to mm. be fun. But, uh, yeah, we'll be most of 2023. Like you said, we, we don't have a house, and we are planning on just playing, 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 yeah. playing, playing everywhere, all over America. So. Yeah, she's our booking agent, so I, I think we have a Texas tour coming yeah. up. Um, yeah, it's it's funny about the, like we are completely DIY by the way. Like I do the production, the mixing, mastering, and instrumental. She does booking um, and handles a lot of networking things. And it's like everything is just the two of us. And you just making uh, but you making gold. You know what I'm saying? Like mixes, like oh, thank you. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? There's no mud in that water. Okay, <laughs> none, none. Okay, and then she's like, oh, we're going on tour, baby. What do you yeah. mean? She's like, mm-mm. Yep. Date night is the concert night. Hey, Get ready, okay? Like bring bring some cheese and wine, okay, backstage. <laughs> I'll meet you in five. Like, we'll, right? we'll grab some ramen before the show. <laughs> yes, okay. And put a little candle in the middle. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I, I, I love live sound ambiance. I really do. Yeah. Like, it's just the best, man. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys are going to be sharing two samples uh, of two different tracks with us today. One is off of your new EP, Empty Apartment. It's called My Veins, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as well as a track that is going to be on your next EP called Cookies. Yeah. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about those tracks? Yeah. In My Veins, I kind of mentioned it earlier. It's it's the mental health song, you know, and it's it's super authentic. And it's just lyrically what it's about is trying to give what you don't have is the first line. And— you just, you just need help, you know? And so it was really just like this plea for, please be my friend. Please don't let me push you away. Please commit to me and stay with me. Because a lot of the time I think, you know, just following different groups that support groups even, you know, a lot of the time it's like, 
I just can't handle this. I don't want to be around anyone. Like, this is why I don't have friends. This is why I can't be in a relationship. And it's like, it's so sad because like I said, it's, it's dividing you. It's, it's isolating you to just be with that mess and you don't have to be, but there's a level also in that song of like, not just being honest, but being really humble. Like, look, I'm so sorry. I know I'm a mess. Like, but could you, could you help me clean up, you know, and having somebody that you can actually go to. And it's like, even it, even if you didn't mean to treat them that way, they're like, yeah, because you're going to help me clean up when I make a mess, you know? <laughs> so, so sure. And then, um, cookies on a Saturday morning is, so when we write, it's all about authenticity, but there's something also like about life that's wild and that's authentic too. You know, it's, I wrote that song or we wrote that song. I was just doing lyrics for it. And sometimes I'll just do like, just kind of gibberish. And this really authentic, like, I just didn't care at that moment. I was like, cookies on a Saturday morning. And I just like went. And then we listened back to it. And he's like, no, we're keeping that. Like, that's good. But what does that mean? And I was like, I don't know. I just said it because it was fun. Cookies on a Saturday morning. And then I thought about it. And I was like, what was I really saying? You know? And I was like, oh, it's just a stupid random thing that as an adult, free will, like, yeah, I want cookies for breakfast, you know? Like when you're a kid and you're like, I'm going to have a staircase that goes nowhere. Now I'm going to have a race car in the house, you know? And you just like create with no limitations. So cookies is about, yeah, just creating with no limitations and in between dreaming of what life can be, you know? And like, so you're not there yet, but like one day I'm going to wake up with cookies on a Saturday morning and do whatever I want with you and just enjoy being alive, so... Yeah, no. Um, it's 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 pretty crazy. Like the so in my veins um, was so authentic, and I tried to um, I tried to match production to wherever the vocals are going. Right. So for my veins, it was authentic, and as and like also just raw, you know. And but we're, we're doing pop, so pop is supposed to be polished, right? Um, and I was like, you know, as excruciatingly painful and long this and the amount of time this is going to take, I went through every single instrument and played it from like beginning, no loops, no copy paste, no like trying to tweak to perfection, no like auto tune, no none of it. I wanted it to be to have that authentic feeling. And then Cookies was so like almost like um, it just wrote itself like it yeah. was it, it was so effortless well thank you guys so much for joining us today it was a pleasure mm. thank yeah. you for having us thank you yeah, this has been so fun and you know just as we were talking about anything can happen in <laughs> lifestyle look what happened we had to do a little camera adjustment but you know we got you okay life sound and provision time <laughs> so do you guys have any last little bit of advice for the listeners Ooh, advice. What's your main listening audience like? Mostly musicians on here, I assume, yeah? Musicians, um, engineers, yes. Engineers, okay. Um, yeah, I would just say for musicians, um, there's more value in art than there is in money. Mic drop. Yeah. Um, man, advice for musicians. The, like... Like, the one thing that like, I definitely think that like um people absolutely need to know whenever it's it's it involves music is that it's not like like 
music in the music industry, music world, all centers around relationships and it centers around real relationships. Um, you know, if you're somebody who is ridiculously talented, but you're always mean to everybody or, you, you know, you're just not like, um, if you're not a good hang, uh, nobody's going to want to play with you. Nobody's going to want to have you around. <laughs> and I would just say that like, when you're practicing all of your sweet picking or your crazy runs or whatever it is, also practice how you treat people. Yeah. Um, you know, be respectful and like that, that, that gets you a lot further than anything else, yeah. you know, buy somebody a drink and have a conversation with them. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, that, that, that's, I think what people look for in the music industry, in the music world is just relationships. There's no competition. There's no like, yeah. this person's better than that person. This person's better than that person. Nobody cares. Like, yeah. You know, Taylor Swift goes up and she doesn't know how to play guitar that well, but she plays one chord and everybody loves it because everybody loves who she is, you know? Um, it's, it's, that's what it's all about. Um, so yeah, that'd yeah, be well my said. advice. I would also say, like you said, no one wants, no one's going to want to play with you. I totally thought you meant like hang out and be like, like when kids are like, you want to play with me? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, art is this it's it's there's no fear like kids aren't afraid to go play with each other you know they're like hey you want to be my friend yeah i'll be your friend and then they're just friends yeah you know and it's like art is this childlike creative state that you go into and it, it's there's no ego in that you're just you're just creating freely and so and it invites people and you're like show me your painting wow i like your circles is that the eyes you know because you never tell what's what <laughs> when, they, when they color you know but i yeah i just love that it's like that childlike, egoless, just let's just create, let's just hang out and connect with each other. And all the technique, all the like, you know, the things that you're working on, like those don't, those don't matter as much as the relationship. And everybody starts small, you know, and there's nothing like small isn't bad. Small is not bad. Like there's a micro universe. Small is incredible. Um, Adam. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, in some realm, in some realm of existence, that little thing is incredible. Like we are saying that one song that you make, you're like, this is the best song ever. Let's go show everybody. Hmm. And then, you know, years later, like, oh, my God, that was so terrible. Like, don't show that to anyone. In some realm, even if it was just that moment in time, that was incredible. So don't despise the small beginnings and. Just, just be chill and just create for the, for the sake of creating. Not because if you're in it for money, if you're in it for popularity, if you're in it for success, like it's gonna, that's gonna dry up. Because if that doesn't come, are you still gonna do it? And then that's not love. So, like, um, and I'm and I'm probably gonna lose some followers by saying this, but I don't really care. But like a drug addict who's constantly chasing a high, you're never gonna get it. If 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 you if you're in it for money, you're never gonna get it. Just like yeah. a drug addict, you know the reason why they keep wasting their money because they're never gonna reach what it is. Yeah, you need to accept that art is happiness. Yeah, art is beautiful, and that's all you need, baby. You got it right there. It's in your hand. It's free. Yeah. Okay. 
Thank you guys so much for sharing your wisdom and your time with us today. Thanks, Missy. You were awesome. I love getting to know you. And we're going to hang out tonight at the show. I want to hear you play guitar. We'll play some unreleased private songs for Missy. Mm -hmm. You'll have to get to know us if you want to hear them. The beginning songs. Yes. It's been really fun. Well, y'all heard it from 24 Resting Yourself. Okay. (laughs) Money comes, money goes, but art is forever, baby. Mm. All right. Well, thank you guys (laughs) for joining us this week. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. Bye.